Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Post Post Podcast, where I talk to creative minds about their inspiring creative journeys. Um, I'm your host, David Gidali. This is episode 12. My guest today is Lee Lahav. Uh, she's a director, writer, animator, and the creator of a YouTube channel called Only Lee, uh, which is a mashup parody animation channel. Her most kind of popular video that she's done is called Frozen is the New Black, which is obviously a mashup between the Disney movie Frozen and uh, Orange is the New Black, uh, the Netflix series. And uh, it got over 8 million views, uh, which is, I guess, the definition of viral. Uh, that was over four years ago. And I think about two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, she made another f- uh, very successful animated mashup parody called A Stranger Things Christmas, which is obviously a mashup between Stranger Things, the Netflix show, and uh, Peanuts, the classic animated uh, TV series with uh, Snoopy and Charlie Brown. Um, and uh, that too got very you know viral with over 3 million views and uh, a lot of mentions in, in pop culture blogs and uh, animation blogs. Um, and most recently she did a short uh, mashup comedy as well uh, called The Infinite Place, which is a mashup between The Good Place, um, another Netflix show, and the Avengers movie Infinity War. All those mashups are hilarious, and there's something very charming about the style of animation uh, that she employs, which is very simple, yet charming and satisfying to watch. Yeah, and the reason I'm happy that uh, Lee chose to be a guest on this podcast is because I find her journey very inspiring. Um, The fact that she, at a very early stage in her career, decided to just go out and make uh, something that she wanted to make. Uh, that made her laugh that she thought people would would appreciate and she just went out and made it and put it online and believed in the, in in her talent in her own uh, skills ambition and uh, capabilities um, and saw the positive results and and saw a lot of uh, interest in her work and uh, and her channel now has over 300,000 followers and uh, I think it's it shows that her work and her creation resonates with a lot of people uh, I also thought it was very interesting that she is kind of ramping down uh, her original creative animation uh, work and she's trying to focus now more on writing and being kind of more of a showrunner, uh, supervisor, director rather than an actual kind of hands-on animator. Um, and uh, we talked about it a lot on over this episode. Why does she think that this specific kind of mashup comedy is uh, is a bit harder to make nowadays than it was when she started? And uh, what does it tell us about uh, the state of uh, popular uh, content uh, and the state of, of uh, channels in, through which we consume popular content uh, nowadays? and uh, how we hope it might change in the future. And we also talked about her journey. I mean, she started in Israel. She went to animation school there. Uh, But a few years ago, she moved out to Los Angeles, like many of us uh, in this business. And um, I was kind of curious to understand what what it means for her, um, this move and this transition in her life and how is she, how is it working out for her? Where does she see herself, uh, five years in the future, you know, best case scenario, worst case scenario. Um, 
And um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I had the opportunity to talk to her for an hour. Um, she happens to also be the first female guest on this podcast, and I'm uh, hoping I'll have more female guests in the future and uh, hoping to balance out those numbers. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. I'm excited to share my conversation with Lee. I think she's a great uh, source of inspiration that everybody's going to uh, benefit from, from hearing her talk. Um, and with this, I give you episode 12 of the Post Post Podcast. Doing good, thank you, uh, and thank you for coming. Sure, it's always a pleasure to have you here. And, yes, uh, uh, I don't come all that often, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I know you're Ubering, right? <laughs> That's true. Tough, tough, toughing the LA traffic in yeah. the Uber. I mean, it, it, it was kind of funny because we came over here, and the Uber guy kept complaining about how bad the traffic is, and I'm so used to how bad the traffic is. It, it was kind of it, it seemed mild to me even though it was i guess bad compared to other cities but like, yeah no it's yeah yeah it's like as long as you slightly move that's enough for me that's like oh yeah yeah we're moving this is fine this is not this is not this is not a, a proper traffic that's fine it's kinetic it's animating you can yeah, see the it's background like, moving it's not a um so so your name is lila have yes do most people know this is your name people who what follow you, you i mean like you know you're, you're i guess your your youtube channel's name is called only lee yeah i, I th either they know me by only lee or you know they take a glimpse at um you know the your credits or whatever yeah, the credits, the credits. Uh, and, and i think in most social media that's my name like that's that's my name on my tumblr on my twitter which i'm not at at the moment i'm taking a hiatus from it but that's my name over there so yeah i think that's how they know me so in the rare occasion you walk into a room and nobody knows who you are, how do you introduce yourself usually? Uh, where? <laughs> rare occasion, what are we talking about? Like a Comic-Con or, or a school or... Depends yeah. where. Yeah, well, I mean, if you walk into a room in Comic-Con, people will know who you are. Well, I mean, they usually don't know how I look like, no. They, okay, but you know, once they hear, once they... Okay, only I'm Lee's Lahab, I'm, I'm a writer and animator. I have this YouTube channel called Only Lee uh, in which I create... Um, funny comedic parody animated video for videos for, and yes, that's what I do or you or or did for a while until I decided that I'm kind of over it and I just want to write from now on. No, I'm Yay. sure there's a lot of fans that are like you know. Yeah, they're they're happy, but I mean it. it's it's kind of hard nowadays because m most of my videos over there are pop culture related, are parodies, and now. If you notice the landscape of media nowadays, it's a little harder to find stuff to parody because not everyone is watching the same things. Say, take 20 years ago, everyone watched the same sitcoms. Take 10 years ago, it started to kind of uh, divide a little bit, but still you'd, ha you'd have the prime time stuff. Everyone watched, everyone watched The Sopranos, everyone watched, you know, stuff like that. Now it is so, even, uh, even four years ago, even three years ago, it's still, you know, there, there was must-see TV or film that everyone watched. Now, you know, you still have Marvel, you still have stuff like that, but you don't have shows that are agreed 
upon by all to be must-see TV. It's like you don't get shows like, you know, you know the last show I can think about that was kind of like that was Stranger Things. Yeah, to I was some, just about yeah, to say that. To some yeah. extent, maybe The Good Place. But still, nowadays, there is so much content and so many platforms that everyone, that you know, it just kind of divides by small groups of people. You don't get the show that everyone watches anymore. It's interesting because I was just thinking when you were talking about shows that nobody... Uh, that there's no consensus around. I was yeah. just thinking, like, we'll just go and visit Lee Love's channel, <laughs> and like, and, and there you'll see which show everybody has a consensus about. Because nope, <laughs> no, you got. I it's mean, hard, yeah. But l- the last video I made was the Good Place, which I did with uh, kind of a mashup of the Good Place and Infinity War. Yeah, which was you know the hottest uh, thing uh, at the moment. Uh, but yeah, even then, a lot of people were like, I didn't watch The Good Place. Did you just spoil The Good Place to me? First of all, <laughs> if you see a video about The Good Place and you had not watched The Good Place yet, d- do not press play. What's wrong with you? Of course. Don't blame me. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's very hard. Like Oren and I, my husband who writes with me, we th- we're thinking, what can we, what, what can we parody right now? And it's very hard. Uh, to, again, to some extent, um... Uh, the Handmaid's Tale, but you know, we thought maybe to do something like that. But uh, it's just it's been done a few times and better than we have thought about uh, an SNL, I think. So yeah, it's just kind of harder to do that anymore. Yeah, that's an interesting observation, and we kind of del- dove right into that. But I want to actually go back yeah. and ask you back. a little bit about because uh, this podcast is about journeys, about like yes. you know creators and and uh, their weird weird paths yes. of, of creation. Uh, and you're a prime example of someone who came out of nowhere. Not to... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you came out of somewhere. But I mean, yes. you know, you you, um, um, you are a self-made creator. You, mm-hmm. You're not a result of some kind of, uh, you know, um, you know, um, you're not the, the product of a factory of makers mm. per se. I mean, uh, in a way, I did study in art school. Which school did you uh, go to? Bessalel. You go. You went to Bessalel, right? <laughs> I did in Jerusalem. So, in uh, kind of yes, I did have the privilege of, uh, you know, high education, uh, and doing that in Jerusalem in in a very um, prestigious uh, art school. Did you study animation there? I did. And uh, did you when you? joined Betzel, did you know that you wanted to be an animator? No. no? <laughs> when, when I joined Betzel, it was, I knew that I wanted to do a lot of different things and I was kind of scattered around different forms of art, which I didn't know exactly which one of them I liked best. I studied music actually for a few years before I played the violin. Uh, and, but I knew it, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know that I wanted that to be a career and I did sing also and I did act, uh, in a few musicals too, like a few small musicals. Uh, and I did also draw and I like to direct, I directed like small little movies and edited and I studied sound editing and there was too many things that I liked doing. And then I remember reading the curriculum for animation at Vitalal and there was a course for every one of these things. Like be- be- okay. Yeah, because um, over there, unlike animation schools maybe here in the U.S., um, they're less focusing on, you know, we are going to make you character animations, we're going to ma- teach you the technique. It's more, we're going to make you self-made people. We're going to teach you a little bit of everything, and then you go and make a movie and send it to a festival, and we'll be like, hey, that, that's that person that we taught. 
because and I think it, it does have to do with the culture, you know, the culture of, um, you know, in Israel, at least at the time, now there's a little more. Uh, there isn't really a lot of studios. There isn't really kind of um, a big animation uh, industry. industry there. Yeah. Like now it's a little better, but still it's not. So I think the direction of teaching there goes towards, you know, be an artist who wins awards <laughs> and brings right. them over here. And gets uh, and and they have uh, Israel has uh, government uh, funds right for for arts. I mean, for things like that, a, a little bit. <laughs> Depends. Yeah, well, I mean, more than here. More we, than we, I, I don't know actually. Really? I guess I, I I don't know too much about you know funding here. I just know that you know Israel has it. Canada, Britain maybe. So I guess no. I guess, I guess it's more than here. Yes. Yeah, Germany has it too. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure France has it too, mm. but um, yeah, I mean, I can think of of many, many like very impressive animators that came out of Betzalel in, mm-hmm. in Jerusalem, and um, and what I have noticed is that like it's not like there there are certain uh, animation school which where they teach you a style, you know, especially yeah. here in the U.S. Yeah. where they kind of gear you towards uh, working in mm-hmm. places like Disney and stuff, but but in Betzalel people just come out with their own style you can see a lot of people who kind of found their style and go yeah. with it do you feel like you uh, you've kind of because your uh, your illustrations or your animations all seem to be in the same kind of in a way yeah style in a way you you change a bit here and there but do you have do you feel like you came into the school with that style or is it something that you found on the way uh, I, you know in Betzalel the truth is that, you know, a lot of people do shape their own style, but the things that you come into the schools are the things that you come out with. The skills, it kind of molds you into faster into the person you're going to be, but, you know, you're not particularly learning, like, new, a, lot, a, a big set of skills over there. Uh, so for me, I can't tell if that was my style before. Probably yes. I think people who follow me uh, since then would uh, say that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a little hard for me because it's hard for me to kind of um, tell what is my style eventually. That was always my problem. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to answer that question just because I can't look at what I do and say, ah, this is Ali Lahav. <laughs> It's it's more like oh, I don't know. It it feels styleless to me. <laughs> I think it's it's also like you know, for instance, when you did the um, a Stranger Things Christmas, yeah. you kind of borrowed this, an well, existing the, style. That, that, yeah, it's you know the, the thing about most of my animations is that we strive to make them as accurate as possible to the source material, and when it's live action, obviously. There's, you, yeah. you know, yeah. There's, there's a wall there. So, you know, I'm using that style that I kind of developed to myself to do that, uh, which I think, which is a blend of what's comfortable for me and what I think is pretty. Uh, but when it comes to the Stranger Things Christmas, which borrowed from Peanuts, you know, that had to be as accurate as possible. I was right. like, I cannot do it my style. It would not be cool. Let, let me ask you a question. You. Uh you kind of introduce yourself very briefly as a creator and animator, but you, yeah. but the, but the, the one thing that is probably worth mentioning is that you do have a uh, a YouTube channel. I do. Um, oh, I did mention it. It's yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. called Only Lee. It yeah. It features parodies. You didn't mention that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, pretty popular. You know, it can say right in terms of yeah. how many followers you have. Uh, right now, four hundred thousand. 
four hundred thousand on on YouTube. Yeah, I think. But uh, it's it's There's less subscribers. about subscribers. Yeah, it's less about the followers though, because a lot of the views that I gained aren't specifically followers, but more virality of you know being right. published in uh, news outlets and stuff like that. A lot of YouTubers want to grow their audience i don't <laughs> i don't really care uh i always i mean i always did it for the fun of it but i am a lot more grateful about um the videos being published in places that i like right that's something the followers i appreciate and i love that uh, they're there but it's true to say that a lot of the views that I have are from variety of, you know, a video being published in a lot of news outlets and stuff like so that. So embedded views, people watching them, you get the views, but they yes. don't necessarily click uh, and yeah, subscribe. And they don't, yeah. Um, and with that many views, is this, uh, would you say, is this a profitable channel? Like, is it something you can live off of? I or? mean, some videos did well enough for me to be like, whoa, money, not, you know, millions. <laughs> but like, you know, but uh, it was a good sum for that uh particular video or whatever but no it's it, the as animators um youtube went through a few uh evolutionary stages in the last couple of years uh right now it's in a place where animators have a very hard time uh earning money on it because uh a lot of um the way to get commercials to get way to earn money over there the algorithm uh is one that um, you need to make longer videos. The longer the video, the longer, the, the more time you have the commercial. And you need to upload often. And animators cannot do <laughs> both of these. Wow, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so yeah, so if you, if you vlog and you vlog every day, you, you know, you get a lot more commercials, more, you know, uh, more interesting, more profitable com commercials than, you know, animator who can work for a few months and then publish something. But, you know, it's a two minute video because right yeah so a That's lot of animators yeah, yeah a lot of animators just fled yeah just ran away because it's a frustrating trend because uh even if you're not an animator you know n being rewarded for publishing long and publishing often doesn't lead to better quality well, yep that's you know <laughs> yeah that, that, that was the, the the big conundrum the big problem around youtube in the last uh, couple of years and that's why so many people left the platform mm. uh which you know in my case I can't say that's exactly the reason I kind of make less and less. It was not never really about the money for that. And I'm not saying it because I'm very idealistic or something. Eventually, I do love money. Uh, I did do it for, you know, it was fun, but also for uh, having a good CV, having, you know, a good uh, slate of animation uh, around me and having them viral, having them appearing in news outlet did not hurt. So when, at what point was there in school or afterwards that you kind of realized that, uh, you know, this is something that's worth your time sitting and making yeah. those videos? So uh, after school, uh, I just, uh, I worked in a few animation studios and a few startups. Uh, and my husband just graduated uh, at the time. Uh, he studied screenwriting. Uh, I think at some point he worked on something I did. At some point, we were both uh, kind of between jobs and we kind of decided, okay, um, let's try this YouTube thing. Let's, let's, upload, let's write and upload a video. Uh, and we did, and it, was, and it did really well. Which and it was one was fun. that? Uh, that was like a video called Fangirls. 
fangirls. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, and, and it did really well, and we were really happy about it, and it gave us a lot, a lot of uh, excitement. What do you mean by did well? Like how many people watched? I it don't or? remember. It wasn't. It wasn't a lot compared to what I did later, but it was. It was very exciting for. I think in a couple of days, like a hundred thousand. Okay. Which it's um, not bad. <laughs> oh, it's not bad at all. Just uh, you know, later on, I, I kind of expected higher numbers already. Right. But uh, at the time, we were like, whoa, this is doing really well. This is fun. Let's make more. So we, then we started making these, you know, more and more and more. Gotcha. But it, it did connect to, you know, my main passion, which made me go to Betzal eventually, which it was, you know, I want to blend a couple of my talents, a couple of the stuff that I love doing. So what did you, what were those couple of talents that you used in oh, that know, first? I, uh, character design, animation, you know, rigging. Uh, I voiced all the characters did in you, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, yeah. All the editing sound, editing the video, stuff like that. So it's kind of like the process was you you had all these like talents, you, you liked doing more than one yeah. thing and kind of to create, uh, to put the puzzle together from, from various things. And, and you found a school that kind of suggested or hinted at you that yeah. it supports that kind of uh, creativity. Mm-hmm. And you went that way. And then out of school, you were like, hey, let's just, just do something with those uh, kind of yeah, exactly. vers- versatile skills. And mm-hmm. do you feel like this is something that you want to pursue further in your life or are you kind of what's the trend with you like or kind of the overall arc is it to to net na- to narrow down and to like become more you know uh specialize in um, one thing or i to mean be- it's, it's specializing in one thing which requires all of these like I, I, right now we are tem- we're trying to have our own show tv show or digital stuff like that which would mean the main thing would be writing you know creating right. the show and writing the show but you know having the sets of skills means that you know I, I can supervise an animation team or at least uh, direct them i can you know be around when the um, composer does their thing because i understand music it it means you know being kind of a, eventually being a showrunner and using all this stuff that i learn how to do because you know it's 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 nice having a showrunner that understands animation too right yeah no, it makes sense. At some point, you just yeah. kind of become uh, when you start when you know everything. That's and you become a supervisor. You don't need to be perfect at every at yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a jack of all trade. Master, Master. of none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that way too. Sometimes that's why I'm trying to like you know be be in a supervisorial place. It's a good way to hide the fact that I don't really yeah. <laughs> I don't really excel at any of those things that I that I you know pretend to know something <laughs> about. Um, but your your skills are are, are very evident because you, you at least in in the first few movies that are you know shorts that you've that you've put on your uh, on your channel and I'm sure even the, the the most recent ones you do most of the things yourself like you still draw those yeah. animations right you you get help here and there you know yeah uh, in the, in the last video I already did a little less like in the last video. Uh, I had a friend do the character design. I have a, I had another friend do the rigging of the characters. I did the animation. Are you talking about the the, one the good of, place? The one. good place. Yeah. Uh, right. With with uh, Stranger Things, I did do everything. It was a little easier. The characters were a little easier to rig, and it was fun. And there was a little more um, classical animation, which I hadn't done in a while. In do you, it, like do you use uh, Flash or what's yeah? Your... I use Flash, which is just an easy, nice program. So, uh, yeah, I, in most of my videos, I do most, yes. 
what made you change it in the last one like have more oh, people not help. just the hand the last one is just you know from video to video I, I i i just grew a little more impatient and like i don't want to do this anymore and you know <laughs> the last one i just i was like this video is not happening unless someone rigs this because i cannot i will puke and did you find some kind of business model that that you know that helped you do that or was it mostly uh, kind you know, of uh, it is out of pocket but also i do you know i do get help from uh patreon i have a patreon page uh that kind of uh, a lot of people uh, donated some money to so i oh, could cool. pay people people from there and do the views on youtube play any role in that like in terms of like, uh, revenue depends. Or? i mean if 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 it's if it's uh you know it's if it's a popular video then it can you know return uh the money which is nice uh, if it's but the good place video didn't do that well, <laughs> really? so it did. I mean, it's in a. I, I don't remember. Like uh, you know, it did well com- compared right to, like a, yeah. a, a, a a few ten thousands, I think, which is you know not too shabby, but you expect millions now. Yeah, I know. So, talking about that, how do you make something viral? What's the? Uh, there, you you don't know. Yeah, are you there? Can you see how many? Uh, I'm checking it right away. Do the good place uh, Infinity War. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to your um, mm, okay. to your channel because it's probably the first thing that's gonna come uh, up. Right? You know, you get some hints as to you know this thing is popular, so probably so so you know so it might do really well. Yeah. Um, but you you never really know. Like uh, there's one video that we made that was um a bb8 video star wars we thought oh man this is going to blow up this is going to be huge this is star wars and it was just when force awakens yeah i see um, it so uh so yeah. the infinity uh in the infinity place yeah <laughs> it has 131 oh, really? thousand views oh that's a little more than uh, last ago. time we saw it but still it's it's yeah uh, it's fine stranger <laughs> things christmas has three million yeah <laughs> so, it's like so yeah with stranger things you know we knew it would be big Right. Uh, but we didn't really know how much because, you know, it, it was, you never really know. You're kind of online in some, in, at some point. But, you know, Stranger Things was really, really big and Peanuts is really big also. Uh, we, we, we did screen it a few days before releasing it in, in Buffer Festival. And the way the audience reacted made us realize, oh, this is going to be big. Because they were really excited. The Stranger were, Things Christmas. Yeah. Nice. They were they, they couldn't stop talking about it all weekend. It was it was amazing. So that one that, then we knew, oh, okay, this is gonna do well. We didn't know <laughs> really how much, but uh but yeah. But uh so, in general you can't really tell. But I guess the question goes more than like, you know, how do you know if something's gonna be viral? Like how do you make something viral? Is there any anything also, that no. you I mean I can say what's the things you can do to help it, but it's no guarantee. What we usually do is after every episode, after every video, we send it to as many sites as possible that is that that are kind of connected to you know to the subject material. So if it's um, a parody of a movie, we'd send it to you know blogs and uh, sites that have to do you know that write about cinema and stuff like that. If it's comics, comic sites. Uh, since a lot of these sites already know my material and already know my name, uh, that, that's a little easier. A lot of time we can only, send, we can, you know, we, we're good with sending it to two sites and then it's a snowball. It's know. enough. It's like, yeah. uh, you light a fire. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
snowball and from do there. you feel like the first time you said did you do that the first time or did yeah the first time it was you know the, the the most work because we really sent it all over because we didn't we right. didn't really know uh you know a lot of sites we weren't the, i mean we we you know i was online a lot but I wasn't actively looking for news sites and stuff like that. So we had to ask friends, you know, what are the best comic sites? You know, right now, what are the best uh, movie sites and, you know, sites that share cool links, stuff like that. And then, did, uh, did anybody ever uh, raise concerns about the fact, I mean, of course, you're doing parodies mm -hmm. and parodies have, uh, you know, kind of protection in terms of copyrights. Yeah. You're not really infringing on anything, but have you ever been... Worried about something about like you know doing something that involves ca characters from <laughs> Not really. Stranger whenever, Things. Or? Whenever it's parody, no. I was worried uh, when I used uh, music because you're not supposed to use music. I did use a bit after reading that if it's parody, also it can work. Like if you're doing Guardians of the Galaxy parody, you have to use uh, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that kind of feel. So, so that might protect you since it's a very direct parody. But you know, it's kind of a gray area around there. When in in the in the few times that I did that, I was worried. Uh, but eventually, they didn't really care just because you know it is kind it of is a, a very parody. yeah very parody. And isn't there like something that has to do with how many seconds you use of that song? I used to be. I don't think it matters. No, it's not. It's, it's not. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> That's an interesting. So mo most of the time, you kind of you're protected by the fact that you're doing parodies. Yeah, and I use you know original music and stuff like that. Like the Stranger Things Christmas. If you listen to it again, it's not the the, the music uh, play playing in the background is not like uh, you know a pure bona fide Vince Garaldi there. It's like mm. we we did kind of like a version kind Sound of like alike, that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So you know. And uh, the original concepts that you're now writing or trying to sell as series and stuff are they also in the parody realm or are they more kind of they are comedy uh they are they do they are parodic in in nature but you know not not always direct parody like what i do in my channel right yeah but in your channel it's only parodies right i mean there's no yeah. there's not uh, much of no i don't think so it's not fun otherwise Have you ever done any behind-the-scenes videos of like or? I, actually, it's it's funny you should ask this because I might be doing one soon. I'm just trying to figure out how to make one. <laughs> it's just you mean like, uh, like a break or like a kind of process video? Yeah, like a process, process video. It's making. something that I want to do. It's something that I've been asked to do. I'm just kind of lazy, <laughs> and it's kind of lazying out. What are you thinking about doing? Like uh, something about with an, a new concert you're doing, or like going back and revisiting an old. I think project revisiting and... because it's much much more fun. It's really fun watching. Yeah. You know, I did upload one, um, you know, video comparison with a storyboard with an animatic. Yeah. You can find that on my channel. That one is a little fun. Okay. Yeah, I think I see it. Work process Twin Peaks Detectives. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay, and that has fifty five thousand views, which is not, yeah, not bad, bad either. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think if if I would have made if I would have uh, uploaded a storyboard version of another video, it would have done better because that video didn't do too well. Okay, the video itself was not too yeah. too uh, interesting. Um, what were the biggest uh, challenges or obstacles when when you know that that you've faced recently in the process when when you're trying to like kind of diverge away from from what you're known as which is you know the the creator of the only um, channel you know i'm not diverging too farther away anyway so like if i decided okay now i want to do 
crime drama or something that would be probably weird and kind of hard to sell but uh, everything i'm trying to sell right now is in the realm of animation anyway mm. and it's kind of um you know around parody too like oh look at my channel i have a good understanding of this here's a show that proves it further so you know a lot of what i do now is not 100 but it kind of hints you know kind of flirts with that uh area too so uh so it's it's it, i'm not venturing too far away so it's not much of a problem and um do you sometimes encounter people who say well you already have a successful channel you create uh content on a regular basis you have a fan base why you know why not just uh, keep doing no. that no i mean i i i can't I, i'll understand why they would ask certain creators there i think i'm not asked that because you know i vocalized my wants in the past of what i want to do and you know that this channel is not completely there and um i think when it comes to animation channels that aren't you know vlogs or aren't specifically slice of life you know stuff about my life or something there is an expectation that i'll go bigger and farther away so i have not been asked that uh you know it, it, it the only thing that did come up is you know if Uh, if sometimes I raised doubts about wanting to continue here, they'd be like, okay, you made your successful channel. It's fine. <laughs> but that's maybe it. But no one, no one, but no one doubts uh, that I, you know, I want to go further away than that. They, they understand. I think it's because of the character, um, the, the, the um, yeah, then the nature of the channel, maybe what, what it's trying to do. And so, and do people ever like say, "Well, can you do something like the the same thing you do, but on a on a more like established uh, medium like TV or or is that I, did that ever come up? When okay, think about it like this. When was the last time you ever seen a sketch show that isn't SNL or robot chicken? Hmm. It doesn't really exist. I mean, it's it, it doesn't really exist on YouTube anymore. Uh, it's exists even less on uh, you know in tv you see that but it's usually established creators who you know now i want a sketch show like amy right. schumer or something yeah or you know or, or stand-ups not so much animation other than robot chicken that's an interesting observation yeah, yeah that's so. just uh it there isn't really room for that now in tv now people aren't looking to you know sit back and open the tv and oh there's a sketch show okay i'll watch that it doesn't really happen anymore other than snl because of its prestige Uh, now people you know want to sit back and have a very full experience. I was just talking to um Oren, my husband, about how we were watching Pushing Daisies, which is uh rewatching it's a really great show from about ten years ago uh and every episode, the narrator sort of reminds you what's the story, yeah, and we and my husband kind of made fun of it, like, yeah, we understand, and I was like. Listen, this was 10 years ago. Sometimes people would just tune in and watch from episode three or four. Today, yeah. no one does that anymore. Hmm. No one will watch a series from the middle. It doesn't happen. Yeah, because happen. you just, you know, you go on, on Netflix or wherever, yeah. you stream the show. Yeah, and you like watch it from... you, at the time, you know, there's Seinfeld on TV. Okay, I'll, I'll catch that. No one watched all of Seinfeld unless they're like super fans or something like that. Does it happen often that you kind of look at something and you're like, wait a second, 10 years ago, it was so oh, different. Oh, <laughs> yeah, all the time, all the we time. Kind of especially get... especially since if, if we watch, you know, Simpsons or parodies, we were just watching, um, we were watching Conan O'Brien in 
one of the Emmys, I think. He hosted an, either Emmy or Golden Globes, I don't remember. And he, you know, he did a bit. He did a song. The song was uh, kind of a parody of uh, You Got Trouble from uh, Music Man. Okay. And uh, the parody... I don't what? know it, by the way. I'm oh, you got trouble. No, no, no. The capital of... No, 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 no. I don't remember the, the words <laughs> because, because now, now I'm thinking about the Conan song. But he, I, I pale in comparison like, in terms of like my pop culture knowledge. Okay. You know, like, don't even try it's, me. It's a musical from the uh, <laughs> yeah. 60s. I don't remember. Yeah, I think it's from the 60s uh, or the 50s. Something like that. Uh, a swindler guy. Just watch it. It's cute, very cute. But there's a song there that Conan parodied in either it was either um, Golden Globe or uh, the Emmys. Uh, you got trouble, and he was talking about the trouble in NBC because at the time that was I think 10 years ago. Also, uh, at the time NBC that was in the 90s. You know, the network television with the biggest shows. Uh, was kind of uh, getting lower and lower ratings and other channel and uh, other networks started you know being more popular so he may he, he sang that he was singing that song you know you got trouble in NBC and all the trouble that's going on <laughs> they were there and we were watching and we were like oh boy they have no idea they have no idea what's going what's what's coming ahead oh. I mean NBC now I think it's still the head network now but you know but nowhere near as popular as it was even 10 years ago right yeah like now with the digital with everything now it's like ooh, ooh. now there's no you money. know it actually I, I, it's i'm curious because you know i i follow you on facebook mm-hmm. and i and i can't help but like admire the level of proficiency you have with like just pop culture and you keep bringing up all those like uh all those references and like you're <laughs> clearly part of a of a of a family a, a big family of of people who uh you know, who have kind of compete against each other on how vast their knowledge of pop culture <laughs> nah, is. No, we never compete. Uh, not compete, but like, <laughs> you basically, it's kind of like, you know, you're part of family. I can never be part of that family because, you know, 90% of the references I will not get because I didn't see those mm-hmm. shows. So I have a few questions. First of all, yeah, how do you have enough time, hours a day to actually be watching all those things how is it even possible in your lifetime I don't lifetime watch that I mean seen? now I, I don't really know how to answer that because now nowadays we're just re-watching old stuff because uh, no it's not true we did watch uh, House um, ha- Haunting of Hill House which was great it's a um, new thing uh, yeah, yeah it's a really great show on Netflix uh, horror drama beautiful okay uh, I'm trying to answer your question because I don't think I'm watching more than the average person uh, I would say that maybe when I was younger I did when okay. I was younger, so a lot of my uh, pop culture knowledge is swimming in it when I was, you know, a teen and uh, later on student uh, because, you know, you have a lot of time. Uh, now, we do, we do watch it a lot in our, in our free time. Um, it's kind of, in a way, research even. You know, right. okay, we have to watch this thing now because... It this, seems like it's yeah, this be the production next, yeah. company that we're working with is doing that, so we should probably watch it. And you know, and the, you go to these places, and they do talk about all these things, right? So you know, so it's it's something like that. But so also, is there an example you can talk about something you watched because you had to go and talk um, about it in the meeting? I wouldn't say had to, but you know, Haunting of Hill House, it helped that I know it because a lot of people now are watching it. Uh, Stranger Things, obviously. When Stranger Things was hot, it was hot. Everyone was talking about it. Just like th- there was no way not to watch it. So that's stuff like that. And um, do you feel like nowadays, um, 
similar to what you said in the beginning about how you know times are changing mm-hmm. and it used to be quite easy to find like kind of a a zeitgeist or a mainstream yeah. show that everybody's watching and to make it go viral. I feel like nowadays, because there's so many new things coming out, there's yeah. no, it just becomes really hard Yeah. Oh, totally. to know what to watch, to know what Yeah, to I do. mean, again, we're, we're trying not to push it. We're, we're, we don't want to watch stuff we don't want to watch. Uh, we watch an, anything that looks interesting and fun and, you know, is maybe higher level popularity that kind of makes us curious. And, okay, we've been hearing about this show a lot. Let's Let's check it out. Are you at all concerned with uh, this trend of like kind of this It's a certain scatter- level and it's going to burst soon, probably. I, I, really? do see, I do see it with a lot of digital networks that emerged after Netflix, all of them dead. Like each one of them, like full screen, dead. Uh, now, um, now one died. Awesomeness? Uh, or awesomeness is fine. Go 90, Freeform? Go 90 is, is, is dead. No, I know that Awesomeness got bought by... So Awesomeness did a lot of content for Go90, Verizon. I don't remember. But there was one one now that... A lot of digital networks are growing. So I'm seeing that's going to happen in bigger digital networks as well. You think they're going to die? Yeah, I I don't think... You know, I'm not talking about the Netflix, Amazon, Hulu... Right. Like, Netflix you know, probably here to uh, stay or, for, uh, for a little bit. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think maybe channels that are not digital. I'm not saying that the digital trend is dying. That's not what I'm saying. It's just getting bigger. I'm saying that a lot of channels are going to merge because you can't have so many channels and so many, um, you know, stuff to pay right. for. Uh, a lot of them are going to merge. I think so, too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm naive, but I do see... A certain yearning from people to be connected with you know a bigger show people want to watch what other people are watching so right now it's very scattered but you know i was just talking about hunting hunting of hill house people want to watch it because other people have are watching it yeah it's getting the word of mouth and like yeah. usually yeah so maybe there's also a lot of other shows that you know back in the day that we just didn't know of Is that possible? Or just like uh, it seems in <laughs> retrospect that... I mean, you know, f- there's always some. I mean, I, I mentioned Pushing Daisies and I don't think you were familiar with it. Not really. Yeah. No. So, I mean, yeah, there it was. It sounds familiar, but not... Yeah. I, there were, obviously. There. I mean, I was just I was just watching uh, CNN has a really nice, brilliant show about, uh, you know, um, decades, like the 70s, right, the yeah. 80s. So I watched the, the 90s now and I watched the TV. Uh, yeah, there were a few names that I was not familiar with sure i was a kid then so i mean maybe it's connected to it yeah stuff like that always happened but obviously now more than ever right i mean it's kind of crazy like the amount of, of yeah. content that's it's, being produced every day to now is like yeah. you know including this podcast I, you know <laughs> two years ago we'd just be sitting and talking no no yeah. no microphones no nothing recording now yeah, it's the list- podcast i'm not very familiar with but but you know but when it comes to digital tv Uh, something's gonna burst there it, there's gonna be kind of um uh you know wave towards uh, walk towards um less i think right i know like I, i see that you know younger people are consuming a little less are kind of reject starting to reject social media starting to reject just because you know I don't know. I, I see the next generation living smaller, like uh, a little less. What do you mean? 
like uh, uh, consuming a little less. I'm not. I'm not saying full seventies, but I, I, I am seeing kind of. Uh, you know, we're we're not gonna succumb ourselves to everything that's happening right now. Now we're kind of uh, drunk because this is very early on, right? In a way, uh, but I am noticing people are tired and they want to watch the same old things just, again. Yeah, that, just, that's us. We watch older shows now. Right. No, people are talking about how like you know having more options doesn't lead to people being more happy at all. Oh, my God. I mean it, that's that, that's mostly. my story here in <laughs> in the U.S. I mean we we go to Target and, and we're like oh, I need some something against cold. What? There's yeah. like a whole wall. You don't need Why? all this. Why? Why do I you go have to, to and choose? Yeah, then I'm really happy when I go to Trader Joe's and you don't have that much choice between oh, yeah. like, Trader Joe's. You have like five so- tomato sauces yeah. to choose between. And I love that. I that's love good. that. Well, maybe you know. Hopefully, other other things. Maybe TV companies mm-hmm. or broadcasters will will follow yeah, I suit. Think, I think they're gonna be like purchases. That's but it seems like Netflix now is like on a spree of like just producing everything, everything. they can. It's just like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yes. mean, not that I'm complaining. You know, like hopefully we'll I all am. get to it's too much. Well, from the from the consumer end, but if you're like trying to sell, it's too much, and it's too much from the same Netflix. people all the time. Oh, you feel like it's the same people? Oh, I'm not. I don't feel it's exactly. Like most animated shows right now, maybe minus several ones are just same creators or creators that came from uh, like Matt Groening other, and other shows. Yeah, like Matt Groening is a different you know subject because you know he does he he produces a show every couple of decades. Oh yeah, so, you know, okay. I didn't but know but that yeah, thing. but something like that. But yeah, it's it's a lot, and I'm I'm kind of tired of it. Interesting. Uh, which actually, you brought it up, but like you, you moved to the U.S. how long ago? Uh, three years ago. And that was after um, Orange, um, not sorry, Frozen is yeah. the New Black, which was probably one of the biggest yeah. kind of things that kind of took you out of obscurity into more more mainstream. In a way, yeah. Not that you were obscure, but like yeah, more than I, I, more so than before. I'm not sure if more, kind of yeah? the same, yeah. What do you mean? Like it didn't? It you were. No, it brought it brought me forward, but I mean, it it it, it had a lot of views, but uh, I didn't feel like uh, you were discovered by it. People already knew who you were. Yeah, before. Like, I didn't yeah. feel discovered after it. It's like it's it was kind of the same. And what uh, what led to your decision to move out here, and what 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 did you think of uh, the industry? I mean, again, uh, this channel that we have, we create mostly in English, and we love American pop culture. This is sort of what we swimming, and uh, we knew that we wanted to move here and right like that uh there wasn't there isn't much of an industry in israel it's growing and it's cool uh but this is where we feel a little more at home in terms of industry and was it an i mean it seems like it was kind of a natural decision but was it an easy transition to make or did it require i mean the, the, the transition itself was easy Living here eventually wasn't so much because you know there there are gaps it is a little harder uh, and you know uh, we, we, we keep oh, what gaps what do you mean by gaps no, g- gaps did I say gaps you said there are, are gaps uh, 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 cultural gaps I guess oh yeah, okay yeah, gaps, yeah. which uh, you know are kind of not as easy to and it's not an easy city and uh, yeah I mean the transition itself it was kind of quick and I think most Israelis that move uh, to the U.S. or other places, they it's 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 kind of expected, so it's not a very hard transition. But I think after a few years, uh, it kind of lands on you, right? Uh, how hard it is, and it's lonely, and you miss home, you know, all <laughs> all these kind of things. And uh, 
being a self-made uh, creator, at least so far, a lot of the stuff you've made, you've been able to do by yourself or by, you know, it was all initiated by you. Mm-hmm. Um, does gender ever, ever come into play when you're in, in that transition that you're trying to make? Or I mean, in a way, uh, yeah, it's just such a big question. I'm not even sure where to start. The answer is yes. Uh, but in ways you would not expect like it's a little it's not very overt it's kind of uh you know how people will kind of treat you maybe not to your face and maybe they they don't even mean it or can admit it to themselves but you know uh, there are male cliques and they will connect to each other a lot more quickly and um you know, as a creator, I do. I, I am take. I, I was taken a little less seriously than other, you know, male counterparts. Uh, again, it's it's just it's just such a big uh, subject to start talking about, uh, which is why it's a little hard for me to decide where to start from. Uh, but I would say that you know, the, the crushing realization of all of this is not, you know, someone comes over and calls me the C word on YouTube. Uh, It's more the, I feel like I don't 100% belong and then I start blaming myself and then I take a step forward and I look at how it looks from from the outside. I'm like, ah, okay, maybe it's not 100% my fault, but who I am. Right. So stuff like that. You know, kind of like how are you talking about how in your podcast you found mostly you know male it's not specifically that you couldn't find maybe female creators as much as you know that click sort of um was created and kind of crystallized from the start and attracted certain people and certain other people maybe felt a little less invited not blaming you specifically of course i'm saying that it's kind of the the general situation of you know the um hub of creators you're part of right and that's something i see you know also with musicians also with animators uh not everywhere not all the time but it's you know uh even in places that you know that you know that do have kind of uh, a high hire of women the more you go up the ladder you see less and less right and you know it's a mix of you know that click that clicky feeling you know i myself find myself um, wanting to give up a lot of times, like this is too hard. I I don't want to climb that that ladder. That ladder. I I don't want to push myself into meeting these these people. You know, it's it's hard, and you just want to. You know, you know what's the what what what's the point? Why should I why should I work so hard when it comes to others easily? Like you know, a lot of times we give up because of that. A lot of a lot of other times. Um, we just sort of uh okay i'm I'm gonna build my own (laughs) click or something like that it's just yeah so so it's you know without noticing it's kind of we stay away without you know yeah (laughs) well i mean i find i find that at least from like as a director yeah I went to school for directing and I know a lot of director friends. We don't really hang out that much, even, you know, regardless of whether guys or girls or something like, because, uh, and I'm sure animators or at least uh, animators who don't work in a, in a studio, animators who create their own thing. There's a thing that's very lonely inherently about being an animator, being like a creator of that kind. but you know, open Facebook from, from time to time and see people hang out and, 
<laughs> right. You know, uh, and, and I see it. And right. it's like, it's very, very apparent. And of course, you know, it's not I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is the situation everywhere. You know, it's, it's, it's changing and it's really, really cool. But, you know, the, the, whenever you see, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm part of a, a certain business and I see a certain type of person more, there is something to question there because no one is like inherently better. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of that is what I said before. A lot of that is, you know, a lot of women are taught to be a little more nice and kind, and oh, I don't want to interrupt, and oh, I don't want to impose. I found myself a lot of times feeling that when I tried to kind of, you know, I'm sending an email, I'm gonna send this email, and I'm gonna demand something, and then I send it, and I freak out for like two hours. And my oh, husband, I was I, too aggressive. Yes, big, like yeah. I, I didn't use enough. You know, uh, there was a really interesting discovery. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was an article a few years ago that, you know, I think, it, no, it came from a tweet. Someone was like, the, 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 the amount of time I wasted on wondering if I should put that um, exclamation mark or not, like some woman wrote. <laughs> and then a lot of other ladies, oh my God, yes. And, and men couldn't identify with it so much because men felt like, uh, exclamation mark if I write an exclamation mark is weird it's childish it's, it's aggressive but yeah. for women it's like I have to sound enthusiastic or else they'll think I'm a bitch and Ugh. I had no idea how many how much how much I'm doing it because I read that tweet and I'm like huh and then Orin is like this is you and then I had like this flashback of all the times Orin is like why do you use so many exclamation marks and I was like I'm trying to be fun I'm trying to be nice and th at that time I was like oh and, and then eventually I was like oh I didn't even notice how much I'm doing it. And so many women are doing that too. It's because we're trying to be like inputting smiley faces and that's right, not and trying very... to make jolly, you know, be, be like, yeah. And I, and th I think uh, they, they even did like a little research that, you know, whenever it was more expected from women too, to talk right. like that. And nowadays I do ask Orin to do more, more, most of our production talking to, um, people we work with and stuff like that. Just kind of, I'm like, I just, they see a male name, they, they respond differently. I just, wow. yeah, I just, you, 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 you do it. Our life <laughs> is much better like that. Or you just write the email from his account. Yeah, I write it, man. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Um, wow. Small yeah, no, like it's, it's, it's a conversation we can go on for hours. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, maybe at some point we'll do a follow-up uh, yeah. episode just about that. Oh, please uh, no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but, then yeah. Put some, choose another girl and put her in the, yeah, yeah, in the front line to... to yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But, I mean, um, I guess uh, to kind of conclude, uh, I know you want to... Thank you. Yeah, you must flee. Um, I guess there's two questions. Where do you see yourself in five years? And uh, hopefully, um, you know, being here for a while, you kind of have your priorities sorted and you're thinking, am I Slytherin enough <laughs> to be here? <laughs> uh, because, you know, a lot of creators are here and they're like, OK, yeah, so my family isn't here and I don't have a lot of friends. And, I'm, you know, they're like, I'm willing to risk a lot to do the thing that I want to do. Right. Honestly, I'm I don't. I don't care all that much. I want to do these things and I believe in them and I like what I do and I think I do it well, but uh, at not, not at every cost and at a certain point, I will put the brakes. So five years from now, either not here and I don't know, working on a farm or something and being happy or having a show. <laughs> so I, I see both options as 
equally plausible. Well, I, I just, uh, the last person I recorded is uh, this guy, Tomek Baginski. He's okay. from uh, Poland. He's, uh, he's also started out as an animator director. Um, and he decided he's not moving to LA ever, never oh, moved out here. Good man. Um, but he somehow succeeded to uh, come once a year for pitch sessions and you know many many years in in a row it didn't lead to anything and about three years ago he was able to uh sell uh witcher which is i don't cool. know if you know the, the game mm-hmm. as a, as a yeah. series for netflix and he's now executive producer awesome on it and he's still in poland yeah uh works they're they're shooting yeah, it in hungary I, we might we might we'll see i mean we'll, so there's yeah Uh, there's something to, there's also a way in between maybe, yeah, to, maybe. To, to be a way we'll and see. to be producers yeah. um, and finally what would be the advice that you'd give yourself your five years ago if you could go back in time and like um, hmm I don't know honestly it's it's hard to say um, just you know I, just kind of relax and and you know either relax and you can you know you can do that this from home maybe i would say you don't have to move or move just for a while i'm not sure i would want to stay here so many years i see so that regarding moving and what about like just you you probably travel a lot you get a lot of people that are you know inspired by your work and and Mm -hmm. are maybe trying to be like you or or trying to be more what is the advice you hear yourself tell them more most often when You know. Oh, you know, uh, I think it's important to do the thing you love. I know it's cliche, I know it's annoying to hear, but I avoided doing what I love for a while and it didn't do anything for me. And from the moment I decided, okay, I'm going to focus on what it is I like, it exploded and it worked really well. My channel and everything. And, and people detect that. When I go to pitches and I pitch something that I'm not that obsessed with, they detect it, they know. When I go to pitches and I pitch something that is close to my heart, they, they also detect that. I see. So for the channel, obviously, it was your kind of love for pop culture. Uh, yeah, and, kind of uh, dissecting culture, dissecting, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, fine. And it's, it's sort of the same with, uh, you know, with uh, what I do now also with, uh, you know, the, st- the stuff I'm trying to pitch. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank I you. think last thing, if you want to just kind of plug your uh, social media uh, presence, if you want people <laughs> to follow, as if, as if this is going to lead, into, you know, a lot you of people to you. You can follow me on but. Instagram now. Lee Lahav, L-E-I-G-H-L-A-H-A-V. I just upload shit over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the yeah. Instagram. Yeah, and you know, you can get see, see my stuff on on YouTube, which is only Lee, O-N-L-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Yeah, on YouTube. I'll, I'll put links to all yes. those on the, on the body, but it's probably more likely that people who follow you will maybe somehow found, found out yeah. about my thing <laughs> and not the Hopefully. other way around because, you know, we're... It's early days. Yes. <laughs> But persistence is everything. So thank you for going. having me though here. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. This is it. This was another episode of the Post Post Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I definitely had a lot of fun talking to Lee. Uh, I believe in two weeks we're going to be talking... With uh, another very interesting uh, guest, Till Novak. Uh, he's from Germany. He lives in LA. He's an amazing artist and animator. We had a great conversation. There's a lot to look forward to. It's very long as well. But I hope you tune in. Have a great time and keep being inspired. Bye.